You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a special edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast. We don't often do a Saturday edition of the show, but hey, we don't always have the NFL draft. We don't have BYU players going late on a Friday night, but that's why we are doing this special edition, reacting to the news that Brady Christensen is now a member of the Carolina Panthers, selected by the Carolina franchise with the 70th overall selection in the third round of the NFL draft. What does it mean for Brady? What are the Panthers getting in BYU's former star left tackle? We'll examine all of that as well as taking a peek ahead to rounds four through seven on a Saturday. What do we expect for the rest of the BYU draft class on the final day of the NFL draft? We'll get to all of that here on this special edition. It's brought to you today in part by our good friends over at Built Bar. We'll tell you a little bit more about them as this special edition progresses. So without further ado, let's have some fun. This is the Locked On Cougar podcast for May 1st, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU. We're going to talk a little bit about the NFL draft. Ooh, surprise, surprise. But there's a reason why. Brady Christensen, selected by the Carolina Panthers. Take it away, ESPN. With the 70th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select Brady Christensen, tackle BYU. Brady Christensen, 24-year-old Utah native, is now headed to the Carolina Panthers. We'll try and build an offense around Sam Darnold. They got him the receiver in round two. Now they get him the tackle in round three. And we're rolling along on the NFL Draft on ESPN. There you go. Mike Greenberg making the announcement or letting the announcement be made via the Carolina Panthers on the 70th overall selection in the third round. Thank you to ESPN for letting us use that audio. There you have it. Brady Christensen, the newest member of the Carolina Panthers franchise. Funny enough, he'll be joining former teammate Micah Simon there in Carolina, as we talked about a few weeks ago. Micah Simon signed a free agent deal with the Carolina Panthers shortly after BYU's Pro Day, making good on the bet on himself. And now Brady Christensen will be joining this franchise and looking forward to seeing what Brady can do down there in Carolina. I think this is actually a really, really good spot for him. This is an offensive line, speaking of the Panthers, that's in flux. Uh, there was a thought that he would probably come in and compete at left tackle. Folks, I'm probably in the minority on this, but I really do think Brady Christensen might be better suited to at least start his career on the interior, play guard, whether it's right or left guard, and then maybe eventually move back out to tackle, particularly maybe to right tackle. I know many people out there say, well, you always want to be a left tackle. That makes the most money. Absolutely, but Brady doesn't have the necessarily measurables that I think a franchise is going to be completely comfortable with him maybe at that left tackle spot. I could be wrong. One thing that Brady 
Christensen possesses is an elite ability to pass protect. And that's what a left tackle is chiefly concerned with. They are the blindside protector for a franchise quarterback. They're making sure that their backside is clean. They don't have to worry about guys coming off the edge unblocked and blasting them because that tackle has got their back both literally and figuratively. That's what Brady Christensen can offer. Despite having shorter than average arms, uh, he's not necessarily the world's tallest tackle, all of that stuff. The measurables kind of go against him and go against convention in the case of Christensen. But what he has are incredible feet and the ability to find himself in position to battle guys. Does that mean he'll come in right away and be the left tackle for the Carolina Panthers? I can't say that for certain, but it is my personal opinion that he might be better suited, whether it's starting at right tackle to start his career or maybe at left guard and then eventually uh, moving out to tackle once again, once he gets more adjusted to the NFL game. I'll tell you what, I believe that Brady Christensen is going to have a lot of opportunities to do a lot of things in his career. There was some chatter I saw on the social networks last night, Twitter, etc., saying that, well, Brady Christensen might have the longest career of all of the guys in BYU's draft class this year, and who's to say that can't happen? Obviously, you hope that Zach Wilson goes out and has a legendary career with the, with the uh, New York Jets, but Brady Christensen... This is a young man, despite being, he'll be 24 years old as a rookie, 25, I think, in the upcoming season. He is going to have an opportunity, and the skill set, I think, will benefit him with his ability to come in and be a ready-made player and do whatever is asked of him. He's the type of guy that I don't think is going to go into the Carolina franchise and say, well, this is what I need to succeed. He's going to go in there looking how he can help, how he can help this franchise really get back on its feet. New quarterback, Sam Darnold, presumably going to be their starting quarterback after the Panthers moved on from Teddy Bridgewater, shipping Bridgewater to the Denver Broncos. So I really, really like where Brady Christensen landed. Uh, In talking, it sounds like, with the media, he said that he wasn't necessarily convinced that Carolina was going to be the place for him, but he said as soon as he heard the announcement officially, that's kind of a lifelong dream for many people. Even I, as a youngster, had aspirations of hearing my name called in the NFL draft, and I think many of you out there listening to this podcast probably would be right there with me. It's just one of those things as a young man, if you're a football junkie like myself, that's what you dream of, of making good on your bet on yourself, becoming that star football player, and then hearing your name called by the NFL commissioner or a former player in the case of a guy like Brady Christensen, and know that, hey, I'm going to go live my dream at the pro level. So I really, really look forward to seeing what Brady Christensen does for the Carolina Panthers. I think it's a good franchise for him. This is a young team. Uh, Matt Rule, just in his second year as head coach, Joe Brady, their offensive coordinator, considered one of the finest offensive minds out there. They're going to be going about retooling this offense, like I said, with Sam Darnold at quarterback. So this is a big opportunity for Brady Christensen. This is not a franchise he's coming into that has a lot of established guys who are going to be just kind of right in his way. He has every opportunity to come in as a third round pick and immediately compete for playing time. When you're the 70th overall selection, he came pretty early on in the third round. I thought he would be a back half of the third round. He was actually in the first half and I think he was benefited by a big run on offensive linemen in both the second and the early parts of the third round last night in the NFL draft and it benefited Brady. 70th pick, 
Really, really cool to see. And I'm hoping that we get to see him playing very early on. And that's the biggest thing is I want to see him get his opportunity to go out there and compete right away. And only time will tell. He's going to have to go to training camp, obviously, and earn his roster spot. But if he shows what he showed at BYU, that ability to be just kind of that steady, eddy player, go out there, get the job done, and pressure coaches, there's no reason to think that he will not be at least in the two deep for the Carolina Panthers if not starting come September when they start their season. I really, really like this pick. And funny enough, there's a history with BYU and the 70th overall selection. Kenny Cox, the former BYU football SID. And Kenny, thank you for putting us out there. He's at Kenny Cox KC. said, fun fact, round three pick 70 is the Cougars' lucky number. Bronson Kafusi and Fred Warner both were third round pick 70 by then the Baltimore Ravens for Bronson Kafusi and now also Fred Warner with the San Francisco 49ers. Bronson has since moved on to the New York Jets and now with the Green Bay Packers. But hey, who's to say that the third time isn't the charm because it's a awesome slot to be in apparently if you're a BYU Cougar. Round three, selection number 70, and I wish nothing but the best for Brady Christensen as he moves forward with his career here. We'll be rooting for him along the way, hoping to have him on the podcast at some point here, maybe during training camp or maybe during the summer with a little more downtime. We'll be able to catch up with him at that point, but really, really cool to see his name called. Coming up here in a minute, though, we'll talk about the other members of BYU's draft class. I'm still hoping to hear a lot of names called on the final day of the NFL draft rounds four through seven. We'll preview where some of those names may come off the board. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Built Bar, guys. These are the best tasting protein bars anywhere, and I mean that sincerely. If you guys are trying to lose or maintain weight, but you still have that urge to get something sweet into your system, but, but you'd want something that's good for you, check out a Built Bar. They've been a fantastic addition to my diet. I can guarantee they'll be a great addition to yours. Over 20 different flavors. They're always adding new flavors to their uh, lineup. If you guys want to give them a shot, I would encourage you to do it. Go to BuiltBar.com. My recommendation is the first time you order is order the the variety pack. It comes with all the flavors available at that time. You can try them, find out which ones you like best, and then go back and order again and customize your own box. I'll guarantee you this. You'll love Built Bars. I love them. I have family members who swear by them after I turn them on to them. They're absolutely incredible. Really healthy for you guys. High fiber, high protein, low sugar, low calories. They are a fantastic complement wherever you might be on your health journey. So give them a shot. That's BuiltBar.com. And by the way, you can get 15% off right now by using the promo code LOCKED15 while you're there at BuiltBar.com. So save some money, enjoy the best tasting protein bars, and do it with our friends at Built Bar. All right, folks, before we go here, this little shorter edition of the podcast, only really two segments, but you know what? Still plenty of content for you guys here on the first day of May. I know, the insert the NSYNC joke here. It's going to be May. Okay, I just did that. I, I apologize already to all of you for doing that. But you know what? I am not re-recording. We'll continue and soldier on here. But the final four rounds of the NFL draft will play out today, beginning at 10 a.m. Mountain Time, noon Eastern Time. And I'm looking forward to this. We have two BYU players, the two we expected to go early on in this draft are off the board, with Zach Wilson going number two overall to the New York Jets. Brady Christensen, we just talked about, number 70 overall to the Carolina Panthers. Now I look forward to seeing how many more Cougars will go today. This was always going to be the day that BYU cleaned up in terms of having guys picked en masse. 
I am still of the opinion that seven Cougars could come off the board. I could be wrong about that. I'm going to stick with my prediction. We talked about that earlier this week that I thought seven Cougars would ultimately hear their names called in this NFL draft. And I'm still going to stick by that. I think the first guy to come off the board today will be Dax Milne. I thought there was an outside opportunity for him to go late in the third round yesterday, last night. Had a run on wide receivers actually taken place, but it never came. The bigger runs were on quarterbacks for the second time, as well as offensive linemen, which benefited Brady Christensen. But I think wide receivers are going to start going here pretty quick. And that's where Dax Millen, I think, is going to come into the fray. Could he go as high as the fourth round? Sure. He probably settles in more around the fifth round, in my opinion. In that fifth round mix, uh, we talked about earlier this week, the mock draft from NFL.com had Matt Bushman going fifth round. We'll see what that happens with that. I think the sixth and seventh rounds where BYU is going to have a lot of guys come off the board. Chris Wilcox, Chandon Herring, Tristan Hodge, uh, Matt Bushman, like I mentioned. Those are when you're going to start seeing these guys' names come off. The later and later you get into the draft, though, teams start to begin uh, looking at, okay, are we drafting for convenience? Is there an actual need that we can meet with a guy? So at that point, in some cases, it may be more advantageous for certain players to be able to go be an undrafted free agent and then pick where they're going to sign with a team because you can look at rosters kind of figure out okay do they have a weaker position group here where I might be able to come in and compete right away that's more of the conversation when you're a seventh round pick especially the very late stages of the seventh round I've talked with multiple agents over the years as well as talent evaluators and really uh, an undrafted free agent can be a very beneficial thing for you because you can pick where you want to go and teams will start bidding for you. You actually can make more money, funny enough, as an undrafted free agent than you can as a sixth or seventh round pick many times. So there are going to be opportunities for a lot of guys. Could guys like Kavika Fanua, Zane Anderson, Troy Warner find themselves as an undrafted free agent? Absolutely. And we'll break all of this down. Uh, we'll see if I can get another special edition out for you guys on Sunday. We'll see about that. Maybe we'll do a recap on Sunday, kind of calling it our Monday podcast. We'll figure it out, though. But we'll recap everything you guys need to know from what happened in the draft for those of you who aren't able to keep up with it right away. You also can follow the show on social media. We'll keep you up to speed as well. Locked on Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Love hearing from you guys, getting your interactions. My personal Twitter feed where I tweet a lot of stuff as well, at Jacob C. Hatch. We'll keep you apprised of everything going on. On with regards to BYU and the draft, but I look forward to this final day of the draft. I think there'll be a lot of teams out there who start to look at BYU's players who are on the board. And for example, let's look at Dax Milne. He's not a burner. He ran a 4.57 second 40. That's more average in terms of NFL speed. But what sets him apart is the ability to get open. He runs precise routes, and that's what a team drafting him in the NFL is going to be looking for. He has the ability to run precise routes, and when the ball is on him, he catches it more often than not. He proved that at BYU. He was a sure-handed receiver. He really stepped up in the absence of BYU's leading receiver the three years before that uh, in Matt Bushman, who was lost to a season-ending injury. There's a lot of opportunities for a guy like Dax Milne for the team that drafts him. They'll probably play him in the slot. He's not necessarily going to be an outside receiver, but the slot is exactly where I think he would thrive. Matt Bushman, similarly, I think he would thrive in a, in a scheme where he is actually kind of the, the secondary tight end. So let's just say if he were to go to the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm not saying he's going to. Andy Reid does have that connection with BYU and everything, but if he goes to a team like Kansas City or let's say San Francisco where you have an established star tight end, Travis Kelsey in the case of the Chiefs, George 
Kittle in the case of the 49ers. And Matt Bushman can kind of be that secondary tight end. He would feast in that role. I'm not saying that he can't be the top guy for an NFL franchise, but coming off an Achilles rupture, an Achilles tear, there are going to be teams that are very wary of him, and they're probably going to have him as that kind of that red X. They're going to have him marked off due to medical concerns. And you know what? Whoever does draft Matt Bushman, they're expecting to see the guy that we saw for the first three years of his career in a BYU uniform. I fully believe that he will end up getting back to that level of play. I may be wrong about that, but I'm excited to see him chase that dream. Chris Wilcox, in the case of Chris, he's got to have a team believe in him as a guy who was a big corner. Six foot two, 200 pounds, can really run, ran a 4.31 second 40. We saw uh, Oregon State uh, cornerback, I forget what his name was last night, kind of a really no-name guy who came off the board for the Dallas Cowboys, stunned everybody that he got selected to that point. Wasn't really necessarily on many scouting reports. Well, Chris Wilcox, I think he can kind of be that guy. I expect that the injury concerns for Chris Wilcox might knock him down where he probably ends up as a seventh-round draft pick and he may have to go in and really prove himself as we talked about in our draft profile in more in the mold of a Michael Davis where you take your chances where you can get him and you just kind of build steadily and surely until you make it like Michael Davis has but I think Chris Wilcox I think a team will be tantalized enough with the size and speed combo, just the overall athleticism to take a flyer on him late in this draft. That leaves us with the two other offensive linemen in this draft class for BYU in both Chandon Herring and Tristan Hodge. As I stated previously, I'd love to see both of them get drafted. I think only one of them does here on the final day of the draft. The other will probably be a priority free agent after the draft ends and sign with a franchise. But I think both of them offer different skill sets at the NFL level. You have a guy like Tristan Hodge. He can play both guard spots as well as center. Not the greatest athlete in the world, but he is a guy that they talk about in a phone book. And what they mean by that is man on man, you have about a three foot by three foot square that you're competing with one guy on in the football field as an offensive guard or a center. Well, you got to be able to win that battle. It's called fighting in a phone book. And that's exactly where Tristan Hodge excels. If the team can find a spot for him on their roster, I think he'd be a fantastic swing lineman same with Chandon Herring. Herring's more of a guy who can play both tackle and guard spots in a pinch. Uh, he's a true athlete. Didn't necessarily show that true athleticism, I felt like, in the pro day workouts. But you see it on the film when he's out there on the field. He's capable of contributing in many different ways. And I think that he would be a fantastic pickup for an NFL franchise where they can say, okay, you're going to train all week long at this position, but you have to be capable of playing X, Y, and Z positions. I know that's wide receiver terminology. You know, so essentially, you're preparing this week to play right tackle. But in a pinch, we might need your right guard. We might need you on the left side, a left tackle or left guard as well if we have injuries. That's what the calling card has got to be for both Tristan Hodge and Chandon Herring. Will a team believe in them enough to take a flyer on them late in this draft? I believe at least one of them will. And I've got my fingers crossed that both of them will get that opportunity as well. Now, for other guys that I believe will be priority free agents, I think Zane Anderson will get a shot. I think Troy Warner probably will get a shot due to the bloodlines. His older brother Fred Warner is an all-pro linebacker with the San Francisco 49ers. He got injured during pro day on the bench press portion portion, excuse me, 
of the workouts, but I hope he gets his shot. Kavika Fanua, a very versatile athlete. We'll see if he gets any sniffs. And also Isaiah Kafusi is another guy to keep an eye on. I, I don't necessarily know that how many of them will get anything other than maybe a r- rookie minicamp invite, which is essentially a week-long tryout to show what you can do. But that's all you really can ask for, and you got to go make the best of that opportunity. So I'm rooting for the Cougars. I really think this could be a stellar draft class for them, an all-timer, just in terms of the overall number of guys who could be selected. Like I said, we'll do another edition of this podcast and recap it all for you guys to get you up to speed on where everybody lands. But I want to say, first off, congratulations once again to Brady Christensen. Also, congratulations to Zach Wilson. Everything good coming their way, they deserve. They have worked for it. And I'm hoping that the rest of the guys we have talked about on this podcast get to hear their names called, live out that childhood dream they've had their entire lives of hearing their name called up there on the stage in Ohio, I guess in this case, in Cleveland, where the NFL draft is being held this year. All right, that's going to do it for this special edition of the podcast. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, feel free to reach out, like I said, on social media or email the show. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. Love chatting with you guys. Love doing special editions when I have the opportunity to do it. So I was more than happy to sit down and talk Cougar football. And you guys know that. I like to do it every single day if possible. And we'll be back again soon talking whatever happens in round three, or not round three, day three of the NFL draft rounds four through seven, as well as the free agent period. We'll have it all covered for you guys. So until next time, have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for May 1st, 2021.